Welcome to We Love Eurovision, a podcast where we talk about all things Eurovision, which is our favorite subject. My name is Christina and with me is Rory. As Eurovision 2019 just finished, we are suffering from the Eurovision blues and we can't stop talking about it. So we've decided to start this podcast to do just that, talk about every single aspect about it, from songs to controversies, which there are lots this year, and artists and everything you can imagine. So let's just get to it, shall we? Let's get into it. So I think this episode we're going to kick off by reviewing Eurovision 2019, which as I said, is just finished. So it's kind of fresh in our memories and we've been talking about it for the last week. It's weird because it's just over a week, but it seems like it was like months ago. Is it so fresh, but at the same time, it's like, how has it only been a week? There's been a lot of water under the bridge since it finished. Oh, girl, <laughs> definitely. So I think what we should do is talk about our highs and lows of this year. Because for me, it's been a year of highs and lows. I think the first thing to say is that really high quality, like some of these songs are brilliant, like really yes. high quality music this year. And some of the lows, let's talk about production. <laughs> let's talk about shall we talk about points <laughs> because that's a mess yeah I think we've got a lot of uh, meat on the bone to get into so yes. let's just start by saying what's your your highlights of the year well it, it has to be Arcade it's my favourite winner since Euphoria which is a lot to say for me and I was just so happy to see them win the Netherlands. I'm so happy to see how happy they are. And I love Duncan. And every, I just, it's a joy. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I can get bored with that. It's a really good song. It's a really deserving winner. And I'll be honest, it wasn't my favourite song the first time I heard it. I mm -hmm. thought, okay, it's a cheap version of Coldplay. Nah, there's other songs I prefer, but... The more I heard it, the more I liked it, the more I got into it and I saw like what it was, mm -hmm. like how good it was. And also, like for me, Duncan winning is like it's a victory for goofy guys. Mm. And he's such a cutie. Yeah. So yeah, so it was it was lovely. And if I understand how some people they just couldn't get on board with it because I think outside the Eurovision is just like a fine song it's not great it's not the best it's not it doesn't stand out that much it's just fine it's like a good pop song but in the eurovision world i think you hear it and it's really different from all the other songs and it's like oh i can see this is special this yeah. is different and i think the netherlands didn't come to play this year no certainly not So I think with uh, with winners, there's also losers. Have you got any thoughts on the losers this year? Well, I have one big disappointment. Okay. Which is not because of him. It's just because he didn't make it, which is Conan from Portugal, that he didn't make it to the final. It's just heartbreaking. Like... Another one that I loved since the moment it came out. Like, I remember when he was chosen, I was 
that's it, Portugal 2020. Like, this is amazing. And then he was so great in the interviews. And yes, they did change their outfits. They kind of made it a little bit worse, but still it was it was worth qualifying. Oh yeah, 100%. I, I was actually listening to that song today and it struck me away from the, the theatre and the performance and the visual, like, this is a really good song. Yeah. Like, this deserved to be in the final. Absolutely. Um, I think on that point though, maybe a bit later on we can come back to the semis because I think there's a lot to talk about there. Yes. I think for now, let's get to the final and I think we have to talk about one thing in particular. With Duncan winning, other people didn't win and for me one of the highlights was The Face. Yes, The Face was amazing. was like one of the, those great moments where you can see how a brain is thinking through the face. Like, you could see, like, all his thoughts if, were if, reflected. Okay, I'm going to take a moment. If you don't know what we're talking about yet, uh, we're talking about the face of John Lundvik. Yes. The moment when the points were being revealed, and it was between him and Duncan, and he had, at that point, we believed he had won the jury vote. We, at that point. <laughs> and he was awaiting his televote scores. Mm-hmm. And he, he thought he had won. He thought... I've I've walked this. I love my song. People are going to love my song. How could they not love my song when I've sung at every available possibility <laughs> in any press incident? I've won this. And as his his uh, scores were revealed, not only had he not won or done as well as he thought he had, he had got a very low score. He quite underperformed for what he it was expected at that moment. Yeah. And I think the the face took three three stages to the face, which was him with the big mummers as the BBC insistent call them at every every turn. <laughs> <laughs> Just I don't I don't know what for what reason, but they seemed to enjoy that. So he was there with the mummers and they were holding hands, smiling, congratulating themselves, and then it was revealed to ninety three points and his face went from a smile to like he'd been slapped then a look into the mid-distance with no expression whatsoever and then like his soul collapsed yeah like he realized that oh actually not even top three mm-hmm. which now he's top five which top five yeah not bad i know when you're up in sweden you expect a bit more but not bad at all said that it was a great song no, no yeah no shade to, to john because i have to say like this last week i have found myself randomly singing that song mm-hmm, it's a good mm-hmm. catchy earworm song yeah um, it was never our favorite it's still not our favorite the ones that we're going to take from this year but it was a fantastic song i enjoy when it comes up on a playlist I, I love listening to it it was fine like no very to hate very swedish very polished and like a fine song, but is it a song I'm going to pick up the phone and vote for? Not us. Not, not in this household. And I think, well, I think across Europe, not. <laughs> well, some people did. Some people did. Some people liked it very much. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about <laughs> that I think that's a whole, a whole other situation. My yeah. goodness, I don't remember a year with this much drama. No. There is drama from our sides. Like, let's just mention it now. We, we live in England and there is this whole talk at the minute of like should they leave Eurovision because they love living things should they not leave Eurovision and it's all because they came last and they're insulted and we... I, I feel like this is too much to get into right now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I think I'm not gonna get into whole, it right this now this deserves its own episode absolutely especially because yeah. I get very 
heated when I talk about this. So we will dissect this subject in the future. But worth commenting. Yeah, I That's think... part of the, one yeah. of the many dramas. Let's, let's get back to the case in point. And what is another highlight for you? Another highlight for me would be the flag. Like when Hattery got the flag out, the Palestinian flag, that was just like, oh, like, I think at that point we had all forgotten, like they had say, we're going to do something, we're going to do something. Well, they had been very vocal throughout their time in Israel about their, their feelings on the politics of the Israeli-Palestine situation. Until they were not. <laughs> until, uh, until they were told not to be. But, and they had said that they were going to... They had something planned special for the final. Um, and we all expected it during the performance. And I think during the, the voting, we were so engrossed in the voting. Benjamin Grosso. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't we, let it go. We were Benjamin and Grosso'd in the final, that in the, in the voting, that we had kind of taken our eye off the ball, especially what happened just before that. Uh, we were kind of like not thinking about Iceland, and then they got the points and they took the opportunity to reveal Palestinian flags, which I don't want to say anything about the, the politics of that because. Yeah, yeah, let's not go into that. That doesn't have any place in Eurovision. Absolutely, or this podcast. We're just talking about the moment mm-hmm. of that, that that created. And for me, like, the beauty was the expression on the faces of the host after. And that, the, yes. The, the, the pure panic. Yes, yes, yes. It was, I don't know if it was just panic or just that, not anger or disappointment or like almost like a bucket of cold water had just been mm-hmm. thrown on them it was like oh it happened like the worst nightmare just came to la- alive and like the, ne- the next three the next three acts got their points very quickly so it was like chaos it was like, like yeah. added to the sense of chaos which i was really sad because bilal was bilal from france was one of them and i I thought he was going to do a bit better than what he did. And then they gave his points and I kind of missed ten and didn't know. And I don't know. It just felt, it just felt like a bit unfair um, for the people that got their points at the time. Their whole points this year have been unfair because then you have North Macedonia who was never recognised. Never got her moment in the sun. Yeah, because we didn't even know that she was... The winner of uh, the jury. Then we have Kino, another highlight of the year. My my personal highlight. I must. I'm gonna intersect here. So that yeah. that was my number one highlight was when Kino won the televote, because from the first moment of hearing that song, it was my favorite. And I think you had said to me like, "It's all right, but it's got this weird man in it." Yeah. Because you had to watch about thirty seconds. Yeah, I had not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I had listened to it. And I had seen it, and I I could see Fred there, but he was doing nothing, and he was a bit weird, but not too weird to like justify his presence, and he wasn't doing anything. I was like, odd, but I like it. Yeah. <laughs> but I never finished, and then you did finish. I I went away and I watched I watched the whole performance, and I kind of was like. No, 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 no. You, you have to see this. <laughs> this, is, this is amazing. This is... And um, yeah. Yeah, this, they were my favourite act. And, like, during the semis, I was worried. I was worried they weren't going to go through. And I was we thinking, were. They're not going through. Like, Norway has to go through. 
and like obviously I'm an idiot because everyone loved them as much as I did and they, they won the public vote yeah. but yeah and then the, the jury score came in and it was 47 at the time <laughs> <laughs> who um, knows who knows who knows what it would be when you're listening to this but, <laughs> and then they, they won it it was like pure joy like I was so happy like they shot up that leaderboard and like their faces like f- Tom was happy Fred was happy and then Alexandra was she was had she was crying was she was yeah the face of happiness like tears of joy it was so so sweet and Tom had been like dreaming of going to Eurovision since he was five and a half like it's just really it, sweet and, yeah like, it's like the joy the joy of Eurovision yeah and that was like Which encapsulated it, it feels a bit sad that they never got like the recognition of you are the winner mm-hmm. of the televote like, I feel like I really like this new point system, how they do it, because obviously they keep the they keep it interesting all the way until then. But I think they need to figure out a way to say you, to give that to the artists of like, so they know congratulations, that people love you at home. Like you've, you've done something amazing, which is to get people for, from all different countries to vote in mass for you. So I think they need to figure that out. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, let's let's move on. Um, so we've talked about a few a few highlights. Let's go to another low light. Okay. Would I said already the main disappointment about Portugal and France not doing great? France, I I will intersect here as well. I think France for me, was one of the first songs that came along and it was one of my first favourite songs. Yeah. And then as time went on and other songs came, it kind of went down the pecking order. It was something I kind of slept on and forgot about. But then when they came to the staging, there was a moment when, and I'm going to, full disclosure, I was ready for a France win. I was Paris 2020. Yeah, you were in Paris already. Palau was my favourite winner since Conchita. Y- yes, those words were, those words were saying. I mean, this is a, f- a feeling that went away quite quickly. But I feel also that we hadn't actually seen the staging. We have heard what the mm-hmm. staging was. And it sounded really good, but we hadn't seen it. So th- you were in Paris before you actually saw the thing. You bought the cow before you saw it. <laughs> and when I did see it, I was like, oh, no. It's fine. It's fine, but it's not It's not a winner. I think it should have been left-hand side. Definitely, yeah. It's one of the better... Yeah. Yeah. Like, not top five, which at some point, I think... People well, at one point, they, were, they had shot up in the betting odds to third. Uh, they were third, and, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that's what happens in, like, countries that n- there is no expectation about the song or expectations about the staging, and then they do bring something, and it's like, whoop, they go all the way up, like so, Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan Chinggis, when he brought his projection of himself yeah. er- erecting. We, we did... <laughs> We did not love it too much, but... No. The hype coming from certain members of the press... Yeah. ...did not, like, relate to reality. But I feel like some people liked it. I think if you like it, you like it. I mean, he obviously did well. Like, he finished in yeah, the top and the song ten, was, so... And even without the stage, the song was really good. Like, it's in our playlist. We still listen to it. And we're going to listen to it for years to come. Like, it's a good song. But I feel like in that final week, there's a lot of hype and there's a lot of volatility with who's going to win. Yeah, so. it gets a bit crazy. 
And then I'm gonna say. Okay. Another country who I expected to do better was Greece. I think when the song came out, I liked the song. Not my favorite at any point, but I liked it. I thought it was decent. The video was really good. Then the staging came and I see what they tried to do, but I don't think it did stand out enough. I don't think it was great enough. But I definitely thought that they were going to do better. I was shocked. Yeah, Greece was a, a, an act that had a really good, polished, strong music video. Mm-hmm. And like good song good video like this is a finished product and i think the translation between the video and the staging it just didn't translate it didn't connect with people yeah but also it didn't connect with juries which was that was the biggest surprise like, i felt like this was a song that juries would go for yeah because it's definitely a decent song her vocals were fine her vocal range is quite unique and there was nothing like this year so yeah it was a bit I think we have to like factor in the fact that she did follow on from Duncan. Yeah, that obviously did bad for her, but still. Yeah, I don't it was think... a surprising result. I think there was yeah. a, quite a few surprising results this year. But it's funny how I think they tried to recreate the video, which was great, and then it was not bad at all. But I don't think it was the best choice. I think perhaps if they would have done something a bit different and not quite so literal from the video it would have worked better. And then that is the very same thing that people was worrying about with the Netherlands because the whole like, watery vibe of the video was not continued until like the staging. And also with Switzerland, that they they completely disregard what they did in the video and they came with a new image and I think when those countries came and decided to do their rehearsals it was like oh that's a look like the video it's not good this is not what I was expecting yeah this is what is this and also to be fair to Luca Honey he was ill at the time so he was not his focus were not good but they they came with a, a fuego Benjamin Ingrosso yes kind of hybrid like very cinematic and very like like a music video the sound was fuego the, the uh, visual, visual was yeah. benjamin ingrosso who features here a lot today <laughs> we really love him <laughs> it was one of my faves last year yeah um speaking of switzerland that was not one of my favorite songs though which one switzerland switzerland she got me she did like she did it. not get me i do like her very much Listen, it is what it is. It's like an easy song. It's a trashy, but it's an, it's an easy listen. I take no shame on it. Like, I, I like it. It's, As you're entitled to do, and I'm not going to criticise you or anyone who has any opinions about any song. <laughs> uh, but another one of my favourite songs, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal another highlight, Go and I'm going to revisit an earlier point, mm-hmm. which is Hatari, which obviously they're going to be remembered for the flag, but... I feel we have to give them a mention for their entire time in Israel. Yes. That they came with an act. And you could tell that they were three intelligent, sarcastic, humorous boys. And they just wanted Excuse to have Excuse me, a and the ladies fun. as well. And the ladies, of course. The whole ensemble. Yeah. And Adrian mm-hmm. was also amazing. Like, he, you know, he did a great video, in fact, which was 
a take on a Vogue interview, the 73 questions, but it's less than 72 questions, <laughs> in their hotel, in Icelandic, but with subtitles, and it was it was very good, very intelligent, and, like, to the point. Yeah, it was really, really good. But also, like, Hatari, their whole act, like, even off the main stage, like, they, they came in an amazing, amazing show and act, but they carried it on, whether they were having a, a ceremony for Kate from Australia to welcome <laughs> her to become an anti-capitalist, or they were refusing to answer questions because they have been told they were too political. So whether, yeah. whether they were being asked if... What's what your favourite food? What's it, and Clemens answering, we can't answer that because it might be seen to be too political. Which is <laughs> genius. It, it, it was just so entertaining. And when they, when they got through from their semi-final and declaring that capitalism was one step closer to falling. Yeah. And thanking the families and the children. Thanking the families and the children and the, and the businesses who had supported them. Yeah. McDonald's, Deutsche Bank. No, it was Domino's. And and Domino's. And Domino's. And yeah. Domino's. Yeah, it was it was great. It, we loved them, and we hope that they don't get in trouble. I don't, I don't know if they would get in I'm trouble. Sure, hopefully not. I'm yes. Sure okay. Yeah. Um. And okay, I had a low light for me. Go on. The M word. What? <laughs> Madonna. Oh my gosh! <laughs> that was atrocious. Like I blocked it out of my mind because it was already from the beginning. I thought that she never belonged in in Eurovision. She shouldn't have been there, even if it would have been perfect. This is not for the Americans to come and do their things. So I was uh, already not happy about it. And then she came and she did that. Is that no? I mean, no. there's, a, there's a reason why she hasn't sung live in decades. And she, she will remain that way. Like, you should go and see her, like, how you go and see, like, a museum or something like that. Just for the sake of seeing Madonna. <laughs> but not for hearing her voice, because it's not good. And, like, awkward interviews. Oh, listen. He was a bit... He was a lovely guy. I mean, you could tell he and was I, a Eurofan. Yes, and I love his energy. But he was a bit like, he would start a joke and kind of like, don't finish it. He would like throw a stone and kind of don't do anything with it. And then Madonna was so difficult to give him a break. But I feel like she had to justify being in Israel. Because she, she had got to like... A lot of heat. Yes, for doing it. And let's face it, she did it for money. She did this is not like the other countries and people from the countries that were there competing. She went there because they gave her good money. So, you know, she just felt like the need to justify that she was there. And so she was like really not easy, let's say. But definitely my brain has blocked everything to do with Madonna in Eurovision. Yeah, I think the less we say about Madonna, the better. Like, let's move on. Absolutely. Yeah. Said that, she's one of my favourite artists ever. Like, I love Madonna. Oh, we have love for Madonna. Don't worry. Don't yeah, get this. Yeah, don't, yeah. Don't yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I feel like that's a good roundup of kind of the highs and lows of the final. Yeah. So, should we move on to the semis? Because whenever there's a final, there's semi-finals. And some people make it and some people don't. I don't feel... I don't feel like we can review the semis at this point because up to today there is people saying that Lithuania should have gone through, which I will have put them through. Okay, let's say, should we say this? Like, should we say 
is there anyone from the final semi-finals who you think should have been or you would have liked to have seen in the final? I would have liked... Obviously, we've spoken about Portugal already. Yes. I would have liked to see Tulia through, which... From Poland. Sh- it should have been through. Yes. Like... Oh, well, literally, it should have been through. It should have been through. Yeah. Which I personally think that they... Poland should go through to the finals right away next year. And I would love them to bring back Tulia, but regardless... I think this is a travesty and they should be through to the final next okay, year. Okay, well, let's just talk about what happened this year. Yeah. Let's talk about Tulia. Tulia was an act that was popular in Poland. Yes. And I think when they were first announced, we went and looked at it and thought... We saw some of their videos on YouTube and they had a cover of a Metallica song. Yeah. Nothing Else Matters. And then we, 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 we saw the video for Palisade and we thought... Well, it's not as good as that song that they did by Metallica, which now saying it is obviously like a ridiculous thing. Like it's not as good as a very popular song yeah. cover that they did. Yeah. But like it was a song I liked. I really liked Tulia. I really liked the aesthetic. I really liked their sound. Mm-hmm. It was really fresh and like it was a mix of like punk rock and folk. I'm not gonna lie. Their voices took a bit of time to get used to. Like at the beginning, if I would listen to them for more than a may not let my brain will hurt a little bit but I liked it like and then I did get used to the sound I I loved the idea I loved the result like I loved when like folklore and like their their own culture of the countries is mixed very native and very yeah very Polish that's something I love and John Lundvik can keep his big mamas. There's only one big mama for me, and that is Big Mama Tulia. There's a, there's a reason why it was called Tulia. Yeah, she was so lovely in all the interviews, and oh, I honestly I wish they will come back next year and get I would a love to see Tulia. Because back. yes, she was just adorable. She was just so sweet. So from semi final one, we've had Portugal and. Poland I would like to see through I'm gonna say I would like to have seen Hungary through yes yes we love Joshi Papai in this house Joshi Papai Origo is still one of my favorite all-time Eurovision songs yes it's a great song I don't know if I will say one of my all-time favorites but it's definitely one that is in the playlist and it doesn't get skipped and I love it it makes me happy every time that comes up so I, I love him. I was really happy when I found out that he was coming. I've heard the song at the beginning. I was like, it's not as good. And then it kind of grew on me. And I feel like staging was okay. But that was the type of song that needed the staging to take it. To elevate it. And it kind of didn't do it. I, th- I feel like it's a song as well. It kind of... It built, but it didn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And there was a minute at the end that was quite nice. But And he's like a really emotive singer. Yes. Like you can tell it in yes. his voice. There was pure emotion there. And like it did move me a little bit in the first minute. But it needed me to, to take me further. And yes. it never did. So I feel disappointed that it didn't. Yes. So, yes, I think they should have been through, but at the same time... I can see why they were not. I, well, I'd say I would have loved to have seen it. Yes, through, yes, yes, yes. But yes. I can 100% understand why it did not go through. Yes, yes. Me too. So, let's move on to semi-final two. Yep. Anyone from there that you would have liked to have seen through? Yes. 
I'm going to say two. I'm going to say Lithuania, which at the beginning, it was not one of the songs I liked. But then I kind of got used to it and I started like, liking it better. I mean, it seemed a bit dated, a bit yes. slow, a bit like bare. Oh, he had so many songs that they, they sounded a bit dated. But I feel like his vocals were really good. On that song, like, it's a song, I'm going to say, uh, that's a song I did not like. I did not care for. He was gone. Like, go, uh-huh. back, to, go back to Vilnius. I don't, I don't need to see you again. Mm-hmm. But that semi-final two, his vocal was like, okay, jaw-dropping. In my opinion, he had the best vo- male vocals of the entire competition. But for, yeah, absolutely. Like that's it. Yeah, for me, it's like cut and dry. You're through. Yes. Okay, thank you, Jury. You you go through to the final. And he should. Well, he he should apparently so. He should have been. We're gonna again, find that soon. Yeah, he probably should. Drama. So yeah, Lithuania should have gone through, in my opinion. I can I cut in here. Are you gonna say the same one? I hope. I can only hope you're on the same page as me, which is Rocco absolutely. from Croatia. Which yes. Jacques Hudek. And my friend was also a personal favourite of mine. Yes. And when I found out that he was coming back with his uh, protégé, <laughs> like, ah, uh, at first as well, I was like, oh, Rocco, what is this? And then I saw the staging from the selection and the angel wings. Oh, my goodness. I was like, this song is meh, but ro- I'm here for Rocco. Absolutely. And, okay, I'm, I know I just said that, Lithuania had the best male vocals, but Rocco... Rocco can sing. That boy's got lungs. He yes. can sing for days. And he, you could tell, which this doesn't matter, but you could tell that he was an Eurofan. Yeah, it's always nice to see yeah. when someone who loves Eurovision goes to Eurovision. Yeah, he's of that post-Conchita generation, which it just brings me tears of joy to see. Like Bilal is another one who past Conchita generation. He went to the Voice in France or a singing the competition. Voice kids, one, I think. Yeah, and I he sang he "Rise Like a Phoenix." Yeah. And you can tell, like, it's always nice to see someone who's like touched. Yeah. By Eurovision, and they like it means a lot to them. They're not just trying to be famous and doing it. And uh, you know what? Just every time I remember Conchita winning, and lifting it up and saying, "We are unstoppable!" Like. That means I cried a lot. like a baby when it happened. I still cry when I think like I'm getting just emotional now. Just it means a lot to, to a lot of people that we're seeing now. The results of that is just like ah oh, joy. But yeah, anyway, let's get back to Rocco because yeah, it was a song like I saw it and I was like oh I love this, and then again like time came more songs came. I was like yeah, but it's not gonna. Get, it doesn't deserve to go through. It's not good enough, but seeing it at that semi-final and the staging as well was something to behold. Yeah. Like, if and you like camp, what? if you like camp, this was uber camp. Uh, did you hear that, Matt Gala? Yeah, like... <laughs> this is camp. <laughs> yeah, and his vocals were good. Like, I think... I'm going to be honest, I, I see why he didn't go through, but I also think it, it could have gone through. And in my heart, in my he should heart, have gone through. He was through, yeah. Uh, but I think he's a young fella, I think... I would love to see Rocco back. Absolutely, yes. Give him a couple of years and... Let him become his own man. Exactly. And he can come back yeah, because with his own vision. he clearly likes it and he clearly can sing and... Who knows, maybe we will. We will see him back. 
Well, we can hope. We can hope. Anyone else? I can't remember. It, it just seems like it was like ages ago. And it really wasn't that long ago. And yeah. then I was like, oh, I can't think right There's now. There's too much going on to like... Yes, because far. usually we live off these memories. But now there is this whole drama which we can talk about. We can talk about the UK drama and we definitely will talk about... We can talk about Bjorkman. Let's him. Um, we can. We definitely will talk about the points, which is still ongoing. We I just think, don't know. Again, that deserves another. Yeah, once we that when, deserves when, a whole saga. Once the dust has settled, we will address the points. <laughs> yes, because right, right now, who knows? I just hope that we we keep Duncan as a winner. If they take her away from me, I yeah. don't know if I could handle because it. Because when, when, when Duncan won, we were literally... And as I say, it wasn't my favourite song, but we were jumping up and down and, like, we were happy. We we were cowboy child, let's face it. We, we were jumping and, like, yelling so bad that we were cowboy child. Just embarrassing. But, yeah, so I just hope that at least the top three... Uh, basically, all like, the minimum I can hope for is that by the time you hear this, what we've said is factually correct. It was. <laughs> it was. Said, so, okay, I cannot do this this podcast without mentioning how much I love Soldi. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was me trying to clap holding a glass of wine. Yeah, I, I love Soldi. Yeah, I would say, although it didn't particularly make a highlight in like a moment... It still deserves a mention as a highlight. Yes, absolutely. And it's a song that I heard that the first time. Obviously, it's always interesting to see what Italy brings because it tends to be fairly good. And I, I love Italy and I love Italian. So I like it. I especially like it. So when I saw it, I was, when I heard it the first time, I was like... Mm. That's, you didn't love it. I didn't like. Yeah. No, I didn't like it. I was like, this is not for me. I don't get it. And then I, it was this whole thing of like how big it was in Italy and how successful and how well it was doing and so did this and so did that and people loved it. I was like, oh my goodness, what's this? I need to go and listen to this again and just give it time to see if I can see. And I was like, oh. Now, now I see. Now I get it. This is amazing this is great so i was a fool at the beginning um sorry but i finally came to my senses and i, I love it i love it it's we love eurovision we love eurovision what can we say absolutely so it I brings think, joy to our hearts yeah and we hope you enjoy the joy as well yeah <laughs> so i think that pretty much i think we can call it we can call it a day. We can call it there. Absolutely. So I think we've, we've touched upon, we've got a few more things to talk about. Yes. So until the next time, we're going to say love, love. Love, love, love. Peace. Love, love, peace. <laughs> you are obviously not a true Shuro fan. I'm clearly not. I'm going to rescind your membership card. <laughs> love, love, peace, peace. And we'll see you again soon.